Welcome to Amazing Blessings. My name is Dr. Darlene Gomes, and I hope that this becomes a place where you can find the encouragement that you need directly from the giver of all good things. I'm glad you could join us as we look into God's Word and discover the amazing blessings He has laid out before us. Well, welcome back as we continue the Psalms in the life of David. And we have actually left David in Psalm 56, having been captured in Gath, which is the city of Goliath, with Goliath's sword. And Achish the king is talking with his attendants who say, wait a minute, isn't this the king of Israel, David? And David pretends to be insane. And Achish says, yeah, we've got enough insane people of our own. Let him go. So David is released. Now, he has not solved any problems. He has just merely set himself on the run again. And we pick up with him in 1 Samuel chapter 22. Verse 1 says, David departed from there and escaped to the cave of Agilom. Now, we don't have a 100% surety that Psalm 142 is written at this point. But if you consider David is completely on his own and he is in the caves of Agilom, which is a pretty desolate area with deep caverns and sharp edges and small pathways and caves with immense openings in them scattered throughout this whole region. With that in mind, we pick up with what potentially could be Psalm 142. It's titled, You Are My Refuge. A masculine of David when he was in the cave, a prayer. Now, a masculine is not a mitcam. A masculine is actually a psalm meant for teaching. And this one is an example of teaching us how to pour our hearts out before the Lord. As we read through it, I want you to listen to the, the progress that David's soul makes as he goes through this prayer. Starting in verse 1. With my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my troubles before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. There is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry. 
for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. I hope you were able to sense the progression that we see in David's spirit as we work through this prayer, this psalm. Now, he begins in verse 1 using terminology that many commentators mentioned does appear to signify that what David is doing is praying aloud with his actual words and, and making the words come out. With words like, with my voice I cry out, with my voice I plead. Now, just, I'm a really visual person. I can only imagine David sitting absolutely alone in this huge cave system. And David begins to speak out loud to the Lord. And what would seem to be the echo of his agony and his sorrow is bouncing back to him. And as he says, I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my troubles before him. I love how Spurgeon pointed out with this that we are not pouring out our problems to the Lord to show him what our issues are, but that we may see him in the situation. David was not telling the Lord anything he did not already know. And sometimes that's what we need to do in prayer. Prayer is not so much changing or requesting a change of a circumstance, although it can be. Prayer is often needing to have our hearts changed. And think back to that cave. As David is speaking, those words are bouncing back to him. And then he goes on to say, When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. At that moment, as David is hearing his soul pour out to the Lord, he's reminding himself that I don't have any control. I don't know what's happening. But Lord, you do. And in verse 4, there's an expression, look to the right and see there is none who takes notice of me. That is a really unique statement, the the right-hand side. Uh, Jewish custom and tradition says that on the right is where your advocate would stand in a court. And so David is saying, look, look at my right-hand side. There is no one here to speak for me. Again, David is pouring his soul out to the Lord feeling extremely desperate and alone. He says, no refuge remains to me. Now that's going to be important later, but do you feel 
the weight of David's sorrow. I don't know about you, but I have found myself in places like that. Places where I have no option but to just lay it all out before the Lord. I don't sometimes even know the words to say. And, and that's just why we're given the Holy Spirit. He makes sense of the mess of our words and our thoughts and helps us lay them out before the Lord. Now, in verse 5, we get to what I feel is kind of a shift in David. He says, I cry to you, O Lord, I say. So up until now, his speech has had a very dynamic pouring out, this agony just oozing out of him. And in the second half of verse 5, he says, I say. Now that, to me, indicates David is making a little bit of an adjustment here. He's calmed his spirit a little and then proceeds to say, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Just one line, one verse earlier, he says, No refuge remains to me. And all I can imagine is that echo coming back to him. More accusatory if anything else David really really do you not know you have a refuge and at that point he says you are my refuge now it's interesting to know God just hadn't just provided refuge God is the refuge and David acknowledges that he then spends the next two verses asking and pouring out not his complaint, but his request before the Lord. He says, attend to my cry, deliver me from my persecutors, bring me out of prison. And with those three requests of God, he then says his why, that I may give thanks to your name. David knew that it really wasn't all about him, even though he was the one in the middle of this mess. It was all about the Lord. And he ends verse 7 with this statement, The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. We've pointed this out before in the Psalms of David, David hasn't seen the rescue yet. David hasn't seen God dealing bountifully with him yet. But David puts his confidence in God fulfilling his word. God doing what needs to be done for David. We have seen David go from a guy who lies to a priest to get sustenance, runs to a country of an enemy, gets kicked out of that country, and now finds himself completely alone saying, I have no place to go. I have no refuge. 
to a man who says, You are my refuge. You will deal bountifully with me. I hope that next time you find yourself completely alone, that you feel no one is at your right hand to advocate, to speak on your behalf, that you will pour out your prayers to the Lord and that you will listen to the echo of them as they come back to your heart and remind you that God is your refuge and your portion and he will deal bountifully with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to sign up for your weekly dose of amazing blessings, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to share the blessings with others, you can do so through the podcast or through the newsletter. You can follow me at amazing blessings on Instagram. And you can sign up for the amazing blessings newsletter at darlingomes.substack.com. Thank you for joining us and have an amazing week.